Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. So this is our Q&A call for our fifth module of Body Love Lab. But actually, I kind of think of it as our Q&A call for all of the Body Love Labs because this most recent module was really about oh the, the sorts of gremlin thoughts and challenges that we run into as we engage all of the work that we've covered so far in this course. So it's really open-ended for our discussion today. I did get a couple of questions via email, but I would love to give first priority to those who are dialed in live. So if anyone's dialed in with a question, feel free to ask it now. Otherwise, I will queue up my emailed questions for us to review. All righty, I will take that as my hint to go to emails. So, um, wow, this was a really, really good question. Someone was sharing about how I had talked about not downplaying ourselves, and I'd used the example of the person I was talking with who said something about how she wished, she wishes now she was as, fat as she was, she thought she was years ago or whatever. And I and I laughed and I said, I know what you mean, girlfriend, or something like that. And and um she's sharing that she does that a lot herself as well. But that um but the purpose behind her but behind saying these self deprecating things was to be funny. It was for comic relief and it was also you know, to it's kind of like how we make friends. It's how we go along on some level. So I'm reading from her email. So here's the question. To that end, she writes, I'm wondering, if we are truly responding jokingly, is that clear to universe? Or would you say that even if it is meant as a joke, there is still a mixed signal there, and will it interfere with our intentions? I love this question because I think a lot of us do this where one of the ways that we practice being funny is by affirming something that we wouldn't necessarily want to be true. And it is funny. I mean, it is. It, people genuinely do laugh about it, myself included. But the, So the question behind it is, what is that vibration? And is this something we really need to stop, or does the universe get that we're just being funny? So I would love to hear from you guys on this one. Um, Anyone got any thoughts on that that they'd like to start off this discussion with? This is Cindy. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Cindy, for dialing in. It's nice to hear your voice today. <laughs> I This is such an interesting thing, but I, I think it's so true that people do this all the time. And and I'm sure that I do it, and I still, when I notice it, it like in someone else, um, like when the handsome sweetheart says, something like, oh, what, I'm just an idiot, you know, like make a mm-hmm. mistake about something. I say, and I say, don't talk about my man that way. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> right, because I would never say, wow, you're really an idiot, you know, but we say <laughs> things about ourselves that we would like be really offended if someone else said. So right. I try to just um, 
I try not to do it, and I try to, like, call other people on it in a loving, funny way when I hear them do it, just because I want to raise consciousness around it, so we'll all stop. So your opinion, Cindy, is that universe does hear it as an instruction. Even when we mean it jokingly, it hears it as an affirmation. Well, I mean, it is an affirmation. Yeah. And I think that our, you know, our subconscious um, does not, it's like it doesn't have an opinion on whether something is funny or not funny or right or wrong. It just kind of takes it at face value, I think. I So, and we know this too, that it isn't the words that we offer our vibrational instruction by, it's how we feel. So even if the words are technically right, it's the vibration behind it. Of course, even as I say that, I'm thinking about how Abraham says, universe, universe, Oh, someone's got some background noise if you want to star six yourself. Um, so universe doesn't, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, you know how they say universe doesn't hear the words don't, not, or no. So it, in that sense, it does seem like that it is very literal according to the words that we're using. But I was thinking the vibration behind it is what matters most. And the vibration behind me making a joke about myself, this is not something that I would want to have universe match. Because the the vibration behind it, even though I'm saying it to be funny and to lighten up and to maybe help someone else not feel as bad, it's still affirming something that I don't want. So I Abraham has um a video clip called I'll put I'll share a link when I send out the email with this recording. Oh, what's this one called? <laughs> that funny thing you do, stop doing it. That's the title of the video by Abraham Hicks. And they're they're basically saying that even though you don't really mean it, whatever you are vibrating is what you're getting. So you want to really be clear and clean with that stuff. Well, think and, about it. If you're saying something negative about yourself and you're laughing and joking, doesn't that seem like it's, really pumping up the energy around that thing like it's it's not only okay but it's fun and funny <laughs> it's like yeah no <laughs> you know and i could see how there's a way that making fun or making light of it could be a vibrational improvement but i still think there's a lot of ground to be taken for further vibrational improvement around it and and i don't mean this to say we've got to stop making fun of ourselves, or do I? That might be exactly what I'm thinking. We've got to stop making fun of ourselves. I I don't know on this one. But I, I do know that if we pay good attention to how it feels, and I'll tell you that when I when I said that, I could I felt angst. I felt how this was like I had a beautiful song that I was playing and I hit a wrong chord. I mean, it really stood out as not in alignment with, what I'm creating for myself with with how I want to feel about myself. So I think that we, oh, in fact, the person who wrote this question actually suggested it might be different for each of us. And that could be true that, that there are some people who can, who can joke about themselves in a way that is empowering. I don't have that experience necessarily. Um, And I also believe that Joking about it is way better than grumbling about it or being mad about it or being afraid about it. So it still can be a huge vibrational improvement, but let's continue that evolution up the scale 
so that we're offering instructions that are more fully in alignment with what we want to experience physically. Anyone else have thoughts on this? Yeah, this is Larry. Larry, nice to hear you. Thanks for chiming in today. Well, um, when I listen to Abraham, I notice how much of a cut-up Abraham is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen some of the long ones where she's making fun of herself for 10 minutes and uh, things like that. And so when I hear these rules, but then I watch the behavior, I get two different ideas. I don't know what the answers are. but well, uh, I know what you, you mean, know. Larry. I just listened to Abraham today. They were making fun of, the, this was an old clip, they were making fun of their affirmation cards. They said, for anyone, you, you, anyone who's listened to Abraham has probably heard them do this before because they do it a lot. They say anyone who's out of the vortex would find these cards nothing but annoying, and they and then they read a few from the perspective of someone who's out of the vortex, and that that's them making direct fun of themselves in their work, right? Yeah, that's kind of the example you were talking about. Like I, I yeah, I just heard them do it today. But there was one clip where she was talking about, you know, this, this lady that calls herself Abraham and points to a spot on the floor and says it's the vortex and just carried on uh, mm-hmm. all this crazy stuff, you know, and and so much of her message at the end is, you know, it's sort of like words aren't important, it's wonderful, you know, but we use so many, you know, and she basically says, lighten up, right? Well, well good so point. There's, so it's, uh, where is it lighten up? And then I have a fair amount of trouble with people that want to feel words a lot, and I, because I changed that about myself uh, a long time ago, in kind of a not entirely reversible way, but uh, I got tired of all of these words having connotations, like the word problem. Uh, but I was in plenty of situations in school where problem was something you worked on, and you know. It didn't have the same connotation as socially when you talk about a problem or somebody's mm-hmm. problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, so it's like, where is it okay that a word is just a word, or where does it have these extra meanings? But if you're, if you know you're in a situation where people are going to listen to it with a heavy thinker and have these extra meanings, then the words are really going to matter. So. Uh, you know- I'm glad you put the emphasis, Larry, on Abraham's reminder to us to lighten up and not take this work so seriously, because I think that is a a powerful reminder and and good for us to practice. And I think that we we can be light, we can be funny, without having ourselves or our physical selves be the butt of the joke. But, you know, the other answer that I was thinking, because this is a really good question, so I'm very interested in hearing everyone's opinions about it. The other thing I was thinking we could do is look to those who are successful in manifesting what they want with their body and see, do they joke about themselves this way? So I think we have probably a couple on the line who could answer that question for us. One One of them whose name I recognize. Z, are you unmuted? Because if you Hi. are... Okay, I'm now unmuted. Okay, yep. how are you? <laughs> Hi, I'm good. Thanks for unmuting, because I thought okay. you might be a perfect person to answer that question. 
Um, can you actually give me just one second? Yeah, I absolutely can. In fact, I wanted to go see if I could find where I'm getting a little echo. I've just got a little echo. Uh, sorry, that was South New Jersey. I will unmute you when um, we open it up for discussion again, but I don't know if anyone else was hearing it, but it was just in my ear and making me a little batty. So for those who don't okay. know Z, okay, <laughs> Z rocks it physically. <laughs> there is like a... She's got this one mastered. So, would you agree with that, Dee? With my assessment, uh, I of would how actually. Right yes. on. Okay. <laughs> finally, so, yes, finally. Um, let's hear some secrets. Do you joke about yourself yeah. physically? First of all, let's hear. Do you do that, or do you know people who do it? What's the vibration behind that? Do you think? Okay, so in the past, I have definitely joked about my body and and what it can or can't do. And initially it was a way for me to deflect the feelings of being uncomfortable in my body Mm -hmm. um, and to do it usually in a self-deprecating sort of way. Mm -hmm. And it also was a way for me to um, also deflect feelings of insecurity and feelings of not meeting my own expectations as far as where I thought I should be in the process. Um, And so most of the time when I was joking about my body, or I do have athletes that continue to do this now, um, Mm -hmm. it's usually rooted in feeling either not good enough, not physically comfortable, um, because maybe they, they, something in their body just, either doesn't work right or they're dealing with an injury or um, something like that. Mm-hmm. Or it was, or it's also rooted in um, usually fear. I see that a lot and I experienced it a lot was fear that I would never be able to get where I wanted to be. So most of the time the vibration was actually not most of the time, all of the time, the the vibration itself was, um, it was one rooted in fear or insecurity or lack of confidence. So it was definitely a a lower vibration. Gotcha. Even though the words were um, said with, you know, in a joking manner, in an uplifting Mm -hmm. sort of lighthearted manner, it just, Mm -hmm. the words didn't match the actual vibration. Wow. All right. Well, I I love what you're inviting us to do here, and that's to look at what's driving um, a comment like this or a joke like this. And if it is something that's, you know, fear or discomfort or insecurity or something along those lines, we've got our answer, right? Because that's not that's not the energy that we want to let lead the way. So thank you, Z, for weighing in on that. Mm-hmm. Do you Do you have any other tips for how to manage some of the really common um, gremlin fears. In fact, I was just reading one from someone who was sharing about how, oh, I can't remember what her physical condition was, but it was it was dire enough that that fear was really, it was hard for her to stay out of that. And she understands law of attraction. She understands that that engaging that energy isn't going to have a happy ending but she was finding it really hard to manage the thoughts that contributed to that fear. Do you have any secret tips 
for how to do that? <laughs> Not to put you on the spot, but <laughs> while we've got no. you unmuted, I would like to tap whatever information I can get from you. <laughs> well, that's why I'm calling in because I want to be able to not only receive, but also give. So um, one of the, oh gosh, let's see, one of the tips that I have one of my gals working on, and I actually, this is a tip that I practice myself quite a bit, is um, trying to create some distance between that emotional hook and the thought. And what I mean by that is, pretty much practicing observing my thoughts. And instead of saying, you know, I'm so whatever, or Mm -hmm. if I don't do this, you know, X, Y, Z will happen. um, I practice actually visualizing myself writing out the thought on a leaf and then placing it into a stream and letting the leaf just go down the stream. Um. So, and that's because I'm a pretty visual person, and okay. and so I I'm able to do that. Um, another way that I try to deal with thoughts and working with the the vibration of it when they're when it's of a lower vibration is to practice um, again creating space by by saying. I am experiencing the feeling of blank or I am experiencing the thought, whatever, whatever. And that way it helps me remember that I am not that thought and I am not that feeling of fear. Um, And if I still am having a hard time, with the thoughts. Um, the other thing I do is I try to I try to make it as general as possible. So usually, actually, this is perfect timing. Right now, I'm preparing for a weightlifting competition, and I have decided I'm not going to worry about my weight. So in weightlifting, we do have weight classes, just like boxing, MMA, mm-hmm. and I've decided. For my own peace of mind, I'm not going to worry about the scale. Um, In the past, when I have worried about it and kind of ruminated over how am I going to lose 10 pounds, how am I going to lose whatever, how am I going to make weight, um, I've actually generalized it to just I or my weight is just a number that doesn't actually affect anything. <laughs> um, and, and you get actually they say it out loud. Sometimes. Um, okay. And actually, as I'm saying it out loud, I don't feel like that's the best example um, that I can give. One of the other, let me try to think of a good example that would clarify. I, yeah, no, I was, I was like, way to put her on the spot, Jeanette. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I love being able to tap your own experience and expertise for um, some possible insights for our body love labbers. Yeah. Um, actually, going and okay, going back to 
a gal I know, so she actually has diabetes. Um, she is struggling with controlling her blood sugar. And, of course, she's worrying about all these lists of things that um, her doctor has told her could happen. And, you know, it's good to have that knowledge, but, again, she's stuck in that fear. And so um, what we are doing to try to manage those fears is generalizing it to there are consequences Mm. and trying to keep it as neutral as possible. Mm -hmm. That way it's not, it's not um, generating those, those lower vibrational fears. Um, Another thing we're doing is trying to be really curious about changing either the thoughts um, or her behaviors, behaviors or um, what else are we doing? So we're doing thoughts, behaviors, and, oh, desired state. So um, she, her desired state was, well, I don't want, and that, again, kept her in the, the, like, I'll never, how, I'll be overwhelmed and how can I make this happen? Mm-hmm. So we've been playing with actually changing her desired state. So instead of saying, I don't want to have high blood sugar anymore, um, she's trying on different things like, I would like to have, or I would love to have steady blood sugar more of the time. And so we, we're trying to remove a lot of the all or nothing. Oh, I um, gotcha. Right on. Ooh, that's a good yeah, tip. We're trying to remove the all or nothing that can come with desired states. Um, we're trying to remove and, and get curious about changing the language, like the actual words she uses. So a lot of that practice of I would love to have or wouldn't it be great if um, and and doing it in such a way where the shifts don't have to be very big. Right. Um, they can be very small shifts. So I think, okay, those are my, I think my top really three I think that's really helpful. Yeah, because a, a lot of people um, expect dramatic results so soon that when that doesn't happen, it's hard to stay out of discouragement or disappointment. So instead to just um, be willing to celebrate the small gradual shifts, that's, I think that sets us up for success. So that was a really good yeah. tip. Hey, for, um, for anyone who might be wondering, girlfriend, would you just give us a quick uh, little um, description of the work you do and where someone might be able to find you online for anyone who's thinking? Oh, like what she's up yeah, to. Yeah, sure. And I learn more. Okay. Um, so, hi, everybody. My name is Z. I'm from Portland, Oregon. I am a powerlifting and mindset motivation coach. Um, you can actually find me online at zoragale.com, and that's, uh, I'll spell it for everybody. Z is in zebra, O R A H G A I L. Com. I'll also do a quick blurb in our body lab forum um, right for everybody. And I am on Facebook. 
so if you just sort of start typing out my name, I'll be the only one who pops up. I'm also <laughs> on Instagram <laughs> under my name. So, again, if you start typing my name, I'll be the only one that pops up. Um, and I love working with the body, obviously. Um, and just for a quick history of myself, I'm one of those people who have was never an athlete, never did anything active um, until my mid-20s. And I've been on my own health and fitness journey for about eight years now um, and have gone from completely being a couch potato to being an internationally ranked weightlifter. So that's my story. That is a very cool, Z. A very cool story, Z. So, um, as far as the role that law of attraction played in your success, do you consider yourself a, a very savvy and active conscious creator? I or do you just kind of flirt with a, it? <laughs> I am a, um, I'm definitely a, a flirting creator, but my intention is to actually become a masterful deliberate creator. Um, as far as my own success in my story and, and getting from where I've been to where I am now, I didn't realize I was using law of attraction. Like, gotcha. Yeah. Um, much of the things that I did to support my change were law of attraction tools and mm-hmm. techniques. Mm-hmm. And what I would love to do now and what I am doing in my coaching is being very purposeful with using the tools. Um, right on. And finding that my own, like my own experience, it's law of attraction has, is, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Accelerating, accelerating ah. my current set of changes uh, in such a way that, I didn't have before. Sweet. Right. I can see how that would be a powerful combination. Well, and that's really why I wanted to um, pick your brain on our question about, you know, what's the vibration behind self-deprecating jokes? Like, even if you, if when I said, are you a savvy creator? Would you consider yourself? Like, if you had made a joke about yourself, then I was thinking the vibration of that this isn't something I would want to affirm the universe. I would want to be able to say, so clear, <laughs> so solid. Yes, I'm a masterful manifester. Funny you right. say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for chiming in, Zee. I really appreciate that. Um, does anyone else have any thoughts they want to chime in with that uh, other question, or should we move on to our next one? Okay. This is Jennifer Jeanette. Oh, thanks, Jennifer, doing? for joining us. It's nice to hear you. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. I was just going to throw out that, um, you know, I sort of caught myself with the self-deprecating humor. Like, I, that's been my MO since day one. Like, I've always uh-huh. been how I diffuse my nervousness or my, I think, you know, some of the stuff that folks hit on already. And, like, listening to the conversation, I just feel like for myself, what I started to realize was that was a way of shooting myself down before other people could do it. Maybe it's mm-hmm. different for other people, but I know that's what's been going on for me. So it's interesting this came up because it's something I've sort of been trying to catch myself in even right before Body Love Lab started, but especially since you've increased my awareness about how I talk about myself. Mm. Wow. You know, 
that's a really good point. I hope I didn't cut you off, but I think you're right that a, a lot of people do engage it for that very same reason, like um, anticipating it from someone else and kind of like beating them to the punch. And that's kind of a, a way that we uh, both project and self-protect. So, you know, and like we were saying, I don't know, did you hear this part of the conversation, Jennifer? I think you were here for it, where there there can, I can imagine how someone could experience this as a better vibration than where they were before, but I yeah. don't think this is where we want to leave it. I still, I think there is room for improvement, and that doesn't mean that we have to give up being funny or taking ourselves lightly, but I think that we we can, uh, universe is always listening, and so... Um, you know, oh, this reminds me of, oh, remember how Greg Braden has told this story? I believe Louise Hay has has as well, where Greg has, he used to tell the story all the time about how he healed himself from cancer, but his cancer came back, and he believed strongly that one of the reasons that it did was that, and he might even say the main reason it did, was that he kept talking about it. He kept talking about his experience about it, so he kept the vibration of cancer active in his in his vibration through telling the story. It was an old story and one that had a happy ending, but it was still where his focus was. And so for that reason, he doesn't tell that story anymore. And I think Louise Hay had a similar approach to it. And I'm thinking about how, so our intention is we talked about something like that. It We had a good intention and we certainly weren't intending for universe to reactivate this, but Whatever we're focusing on, it's what we're getting. So even if I tell it with a joke, I think it's, I think it's worth finding a different reason to laugh. <laughs> That's my take on it. But for yeah. anyone who finds any relief in it, anyone who feels better in it, you, you can trust your own emotional um, guidance above whatever anyone else says. So if to you it feels better, honor that. And if there's a way to continue feeling better, honor that as well. Mm-hmm. Makes sense to me. Jennifer, was there more that you wanted to add to on this particular subject? No, not on this topic. I think that was a really good way of, you right. know, what you said. I really, really makes sense to me. Okay, we had another question that came in about, ooh, yeah. So one of the things, one of the habits I had suggested that we replace was ignoring it, like not taking our body for granted. And someone had asked that what happens in the situation when when she was paying attention to her body, she was paying attention in a negative way. And so by ignoring it and by starting to take it for granted, that was actually a vibrational improvement, or at least she believes it was a vibrational improvement. But now she's questioning it after listening to my suggestion that we stop taking our bodies for granted. And I'm really glad this question came in because it reminded me of something I experienced actually with money. And and I could see how I, it would be easy to translate this experience with our bodies as well. But once upon a time, when I used to be nervous about money, my my improved story about it was that I could count on it so much that I didn't even have to pay attention to it, that it would just be there whenever I needed it. And in that respect, I was being very conscious about ignoring it, about like, I don't even have to count you. I don't even have to track you because I so trust that you are going to be there for me. And that was a big vibrational improvement from my old experience where it was, 
you better watch out for that stuff because it is going to slip away. You take your eye off it for one second and it's gone. Like that's what I was experiencing. So, so, for, so this was a dramatic improvement to instead just trust that it would be there. And for the way this question came in, I gathered that that was the same experience that our our fellow creator was having. That she was it, it was an improvement to stop thinking about the problems and to start just trusting that it was going to be fine. And in that sense, there was a certain amount of taking for granted that she questioned after listening to Module 5. I think that this, again, it goes back to our same answer that we just gave about making fun of ourselves, isn't it? It's when we pay attention to the vibration and how it feels to us, we can trust that. So if it feels better, by all means, honor that. And I can see it makes a lot of sense how that particular situation would be a vibrational improvement. And and the same thing that happened with me with my money, I didn't actually I didn't actually have judgment of that story that, you know, this is rude to just take your money for granted. But eventually, as I saw so many other fellow creators who were practicing appreciation for their money, and here I was basically ignoring it, just trusting it would be there whenever I needed it, I realized I had I could take another step up vibrationally and practice some appreciation, pay it some attention, say thanks once in a while for health's sake. And and as I practiced that, it felt even better. So my my situation or my experience or story, it continued to evolve into what I experienced as a higher vibration. And someone might find the same thing happening with their body. But I I, I want to say that if it feels better to you, do that, whatever it is. You can trust whatever feels better, even if it seems like it's in contradiction to something that I shared. Um, all right. Uh, anyone on the anyone dialed in have any questions, or anyone want to chime in on that particular question? Um, this is Jennifer. I have a question, but I'll wait and see if anyone wants oh, to no, chime I, in on the current topic. No, Jennifer. Let's hear your question. Let's dive in on it. Uh, you know, actually, I'm not sure if it's as much of a question as just maybe a cry for help. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. But I was really, uh, by the way, I just want to say every time I think like I got it covered from the great stuff you've shared so far, you surprised me with more insights. So I, when I listened to the recording last time, I was just amazed at how many more insights I got. Oh, so right thank on. you so much for that. Thanks for sharing it. Um, yeah, and so it was interesting because it didn't occur to me until you sort of framed it as habits that I thought about this really bad habit I have, which I've sort of dispelled in other parts of my life, but not with my body. And that is looking for something to be wrong. Like, I think I've just gotten in this habit, and maybe this is partially, like, the society we're in that I just have to sort of re- mm-hmm. reframe all my, you know, change my belief system. But I've gotten in this habit of, like, oh, there's a pain. What does it mean? What's wrong? Focusing on the pain. What does it tell me? I've got to fix it. And I've been like that for a really long time with my body, and I just, I'm challenged, uh, even through this program, I've been challenged to um, kind of shift that energy, and I'm just mm-hmm. not sure if you have any words of wisdom, but I'm sure you have words of wisdom. Yeah. That way. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good intention. Thank you, Jennifer. Look how you just gave me the benefit of the doubt. You see how yeah. you did that? Oh, okay. Girlfriend. I think I you see where you're going with this. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hello. If you can do it for me, you can do it for your body. Um, oh, okay. You can do it for universe. You can. You already know how to do it. You just proved it, and that's all we're going to do. We're going to turn that same skill in this direction, and and I think that it's normal. It's natural. I'll say it's it. It's not uncommon for that to be a challenge in the beginning. But the more we practice it, the easier it gets. And I know this as someone who was who was really challenged to practice self love. That was so hard for me to tap into. And now, 
it is so natural that it feels like it, it wasn't even like a, it was some other person who used to be the way that she is with her body. And I still, I still, it's not that I've got it nailed 100%, but I have, I have created that kind of turnaround that makes me know that if I can do it, anyone can do it because I came from a place of incredible judgment and criticism and just not good enoughness. So if I can turn that around, I believe anyone can. And it comes through just committing to a new practice that will eventually become a new habit. That's my thought, though. We've got some powerful people, I'm sure, who have tips to share as well. So I'd like to hear from someone else. Cindy, do you have thoughts on um, what Jennifer shared? Well, I do. I actually just have sort of a great testimony. (laughs) Ooh, let's hear it. Um, So I have been... um, I know you shared the Vishen-Lakiani meditation. Thank you for saying his name for me. I'm so practicing trying to say his name right. Well, <laughs> well, um, he's. I, I don't know if you're familiar with the app that he has, but I think he talks about it in the meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a. This was really funny because uh, about three days before you shared that, um, I sent my son um, a text message and said oh, my gosh, I just had, like, this brilliant idea that we need to do. <laughs> and he was like, what? And I said, do we know any app developers? And he said, yeah. And I said, we need an app. And this this actually was a brainstorm I had while I was um, at GVU reading some of the scripting. And I was like, you know, affirmations are always better in your own voice. I mean, your brain accepts them better when they're in your own voice is what I've read anyway. Um, and so my idea was, you know, what if you could record the script um, and then listen back to it in a meditation. So it was really funny because he was like, he's a musician, and he's like, yeah, that's a great idea. Well, then three days later, I find the Omvana app that actually lets you record your own meditation. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I love it when I have a brilliant idea. So I got the app, and I started working on doing my own version of the six-phase meditation. But what I did was I took those six concepts, um, if you're not familiar with it, it's like the meditation flows from um, relaxing you and then there's six different phases and it's like love and compassion and gratitude and forgiveness and then a vision of your future and then what your perfect day would be like and then a blessing. And mm-hmm. so I took those six elements and I've been tweaking it all week. Um, I kept adding more I am statements into it. Mm-hmm. So i started focusing on, you know, in the daytime, just kind of like focusing on I love my body, which has really been an issue for me um, lately. (laughs) And the other day I'm doing this meditation and during the part that's like now just focus on three things that you're feeling really grateful for. And this overwhelming shot popped into my head at that moment about how much I love my body. And I was like, just overwhelmed with love for my body in the same way I would be just overwhelmed with love for somebody, you know, that I love so mm. much. And mm. it, it just took my breath away how mm. real it was because there was no judgment at all. It wasn't like, well, of course I love my body, but I hate this part of my body or whatever. It was just, it was just pure. Wow. And I thought, okay, this is really awesome because it happened in a really short time once I got really intentional about it. Wow. I kind of feel like what you just said. It's like, look, if if this can, you know, if if I can have that shift, anybody can have that shift. Well, 
I, I'm so glad you shared that, Cindy, because I think it makes it even easier for someone else to believe for themselves. Jennifer, I hope, I hope it, you don't feel <laughs> so different than, than Cindy or I that, it, that your gremlins say anything like, oh, well, sure, for them, but not for me. But even if it does, just practicing some new thoughts can make the difference. And my process took a lot longer than it sounds like you experienced, Cindy, but you're attributing this success to, was it the six-phase meditation or the doing the affirmations in your own voice? Or where, where do you think the magic came from? Because it sounds like you, you felt you got some pretty strong and immediate results. I mean, it, it really did seem much quicker than I was expecting and it kind of just came out of the blue, and I think it's just a combination of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly the meditation was great, and I had already been um, starting to – I've been you know, using I am statements for a long time, but I think for the past maybe three months I've gotten real intentional about it, and I've just been talking about it a lot. And that's one of the reasons why when I hear somebody say, oh, I can't believe how stupid I am or something like that, you know, I'll say – you know, no, you know, don't say that about yourself um, because it's it's a really our I am statements are super, super powerful. They are powerful magic and we should pay attention to them. And mm. so I noticed that it happened. I'm not sure if it happened after I did the recording that had all of the I am statements in it, but it definitely happened after I started with the meditations and I was doing the I am statements sort of apart from the meditations. That's what gave me the big brainstorm to like stick them together. I was like, oh yeah, this is mm-hmm. great. Put them together. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I always tell my clients and like people in my group, I'm like a girl in my group this morning posted something that she was trying to do. And I said, the next time you walk by a mirror, tell yourself how awesome you are. Um, I think it's important that we give ourselves the feedback that we would give anybody else that we care about. Love that. Love, love, love that, Cindy. Thank you for chiming in on this one. Um, and, and Jennifer, what, what, the other thing that came to mind for me when you were talking about this habit of looking for something to be wrong, it made me think of, oh, the healing gesture. Who's the guy? I don't know who said this, but I heard it from one of the interviews that in the Truth About Cancer series where the guy was talking about whatever your body's doing, he he interprets it as a healing gesture. And he talks about a lot of the things that we think of as something gone wrong, but this is really just the body in its innate wisdom to return us back to wholeness and health. Like, you know, um, a fever. That's the way the body burns up the bugs, you know, that aren't doing us any good. Or a cough, it's expelling the thing. I remember the one guy who had, oh my gosh, I, I know I've told his story before in, in this course, but I'll just tell it really briefly again because I think his example fits really well, Jennifer, for what you're experiencing as a way to maybe um, have a different filter as your body is saying something to you. But remember that doctor who was so exhausted, all he could do, he maybe get six hours of work in, and then he literally spent the rest of his time sleeping, like maybe he'd eat a bite yeah. or two, but... He was sleeping so much, and it turns out that he had um, four brain tumors that were the the way they were placed so near his brainstem that it was a miracle he was still alive. In fact, if he hadn't spent so much time laying down, the pressure it would have been bad, bad news for him. So, I, and he was a doctor, so you know, here he was all this time thinking something wrong with his body, and this is his body saving his life, making him lay down. You know. I, I love that 
that just reminder to maybe consider that we aren't seeing something the way we could. I, that one doctor, Dr. Deborah Waterhouse, who talks about how important it is for women, for um, based on what's going on with your hormones, it can be crucial to your health to put on a little bit of extra weight because it's it's what allows your body to do its best thing. And here so many women are fighting weight no matter what. And this is a doctor, a traditional doctor, making the argument that your body knows what it's doing. Don't be in such judgment of it. In fact, you might want to facilitate a little better by having some chocolate. <laughs> I love that. Uh, um, Cindy is in chat room asking, the phrase he used was healing gesture, that he interprets everything the body is doing as a healing gesture, even cancer. I wish I could remember his quote well enough to, um, if I track it down, I'll be sure to share it. But I don't know, Jennifer, if you just practiced with some, with a different perspective and or opening your mind that this might not be what I think it is, that could be helpful. Or if all you did was turn your attention to the other things that are working, you know, like, okay, yeah, maybe I do have that, but you know what's rocking it? You know, like something, if I could just divert my attention, that could be an effective way of dealing with it as well. So um, those two tips, along with the promise that practicing it, you will get better at it. But uh, does anyone else have anything they want to chime in on with this? I meant to unmute New Jersey, and I see they just hung up. Sorry about that. This is Jennifer Jeanette. I'll, I'll actually just okay. mention what opened up for me in this conversation, and thank you mm. both for your wisdom. Um, you know, it's funny. Like when we mentioned early on, when you said you gave, you know, I gave you the benefit of the doubt, and then I was thinking about how good the body is at doing its job, which reminded me of the thing you talked about in instructing skills about if we think of ourselves as the boss, but not really the boss. Like if somebody, the way I manage people that work for me is I don't act like the boss. I'm sort of like, mm. oh, it seems like something's up. Do you need my help? Because if you need my help, let me know. Otherwise, I trust <laughs> you're going to handle it. But I don't even do that for my own body. So I think what I took away is like, yeah. you know, if I have a pain, sort of recognize my body, something's happening, and sort of asking my body, because thanks to your coaching, I've gotten better at li- listening to my body and hearing what my body has to say and sort of saying, is there something you need me to do? If not, I trust that you've got this handled. Like maybe that's kind of the balance between, yeah, giving my attention. Because I feel like sometimes I've had some experiences since we started this program where I had a pain and by giving it my attention, I realized or learned something or let go of something or whatever. So I feel like there's that give and take still, but also not acting like I know better. Like that's a really good point you made like about the gestures because why am I assuming something's wrong? It may just be my body working through something just like somebody on my team might need to work through something before they can be... uh, be where they need to you know, be. And the fact that you have this skill in, in this other area of life, I would be incorporating that into my expectation for myself to practice it in this area of life as well. Like, I already know how to do this. I'm actually already really good at it. So all I got to do is remember to practice it. And with the awareness yeah. that we practice through this course, that that's easy for you to accomplish. Uh, I really I really like where you're headed with this, and it, it feels very empowering. Um, Thanks. Yeah. Shoot, you had said something that made me made me think of something else I wanted to add, but I've forgotten it now. So, if it comes back, if it comes back, I'll uh, take us back to this part of our conversation. Uh, anyone else have ch- want to chime in on Jennifer's question or comment, or on anything else in general? I will say that 
one of my challenges has been finding a way to practice being the person I want to be rather than just slipping back into my old identity. And, you know, I so debated when I was creating the outline, the agenda for this course, having that be a separate module. But every time I tuned in with guidance, it was basically saying this isn't a separate module. This is something we practice throughout all of them. So it isn't to be separated, but it's to be spotlighted in each one. This is where I find it just so easy for me to go back to being who I'm being, and that's someone who's just slightly dissatisfied, someone who's working on something physically, rather than someone who's nailed it, someone who's loving it, someone who is appreciating it. I keep being someone who's got room for improvement. And much as I believe that it can continue to get better, the way that I'm engaging that is as if, you know, there's something not quite right. There's something kind of wrong. Instead of there's mostly right going on, you know, like it's, it's, I can tell the vibration that's flowing here isn't supporting continued evolution into higher levels of health and vitality and well-being. So when I ask myself, what's the best way for me to practice being that remembering to plug into that energy, I know for me it's finding the words. And I haven't, I don't, those words are not at the tip of my tongue, even as we're in module five of this course. So I know that for me, what my guidance is pointing me towards is to find a way to plug into that better, that that person that I want to be. And that really boils down to how I want to feel about my body. It's not that I want it to, you know, be a certain size or weigh a certain amount or be able to, you know, do a certain um, level of fitness. It's how I want to feel about it. And that's a practice, that's a vibration that I don't have a lot of practice in. I have done it in the past for short periods of time, but I haven't made it my new way of being. And that was one of my intentions for this course, was to nail this in a way so that this was something I took with me even after our time together ended. And I I think that the best way I'm going to accomplish that is by uh, finding the words for it but um, hopefully I'll be sharing that on our next live call um, because it's something that I haven't nailed yet. So uh, that was my contribution for this Module 5, my realization as we've been continuing this work. If anyone has anything else, let's hear it now. Otherwise, I will wrap up this call and uh, send out our recording to those who couldn't make it today. Anyone got anything else for us? Going once, going twice. All right, well, I want to thank everyone who joined in today. The questions that came in, as well as Tiffany and Cindy and Larry, Z and Jennifer and everyone else who is here for this conversation. Um, I'm looking forward to us continuing to share uh, new successes with each other and to enjoy this work, to still find a way for this to be light and fun and empowering. So thanks, everyone, for joining me in this journey, and we'll see you on the next call. Bye, guys. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.